This week, in Parshas Yisroi, we're on to something new. After many weeks of reading and learning about Golus Mitzrayim, the exile in Egypt, and the Geula, the Exodus, we arrive at Har Sinai to receive and take upon ourselves the Torah. But it's not completely new. From the Yom Tev of Pesach, during which we celebrate the redemption from slavery, until the Yom Tev of Shavuos, when we commemorate and celebrate Matan Torah, we count the days, Sfiras HaOimer, as the Sefer HaChinuch explains, this mitzvah of Sfiras HaOimer is based on the spontaneous count that Yidin counted on their own as they left Mitzrayim in anticipation of Matan Torah. We are meant to reenact that spontaneous count to express our understanding that Cherus, liberty, only takes on its real meaning when it becomes liberty to take responsibility for one's own life, exercising our freedom of choice to live a moral life as facilitated by Matan Torah. Kabbalah Torah qualifies Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It gives meaning to our physical redemption. So that Parshish Yisroi is actually the final stage in the process of redemption. However, in this week's Parsha, before we get to Matan Torah, we seem to get sidetracked. The Torah interrupts the flow of events from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to Matan Torah with a lengthy description of Yisroi's arrival and the advice he gave to his son-in-law, Moshe Rabbeinu. More than a third of this week's parsha is dedicated to this topic. This might not have even been the time and place of Yisroi's arrival. There is a Talmudic dispute with regards to Yisroi's arrival, if he came before Matan Torah or after Matan Torah. The fact that it's recorded here doesn't serve as proof because we know Ein Mukdam Umeucher B'Torah. Torah is not organized in a chronological order of events, but rather in an educational order. 
So what's the educational value of inserting the story of Yisroel between Yitzias Mitzrayim and Matan Torah? What are we meant to learn from this? The parsha begins with Vayishma Yisroel Koyhein Midyon Choisen Moshe Es Kol Asher Oso Elohim Lemoshe Uli Yisroel Amoi Ki Hoitzi Hashem Es Yisroel Meyeretz Mitzray. The Torah goes on to say that Yisroel took his daughter Moshe Rabbeinu's wife and his grandchildren Moshe Rabbeinu's children and went out to reunite with Moshe. What did Yisroy hear? What caused him to make this trip? The Pasuk clearly states he heard about everything Hashem did for Moshe and for the people of Israel. He took them out of Mitzrayim. Rashi, however, writes, Vayishma Yisroy ma shoma ubo kriyas yamsuf umilchemes amolik. Of all things he heard about, it was specifically the splitting of the sea and the battle of Amalek that caused him to come and join the Jewish people. Why these two events in particular? It's interesting that Rashi doesn't even emphasize the miraculous victory we had over Amalek, but simply says, Milchemes Amalek, he heard about the Battle of Amalek. Why would that be a reason for Yisroi to come and join us? Yisroi proclaims, Ato yodati ki godoil Hashem mikol Elohim ki badovor ashezodu alehem. I now know that Hashem is the greatest of all gods. But why would he feel a need to join the Jewish people? It wasn't only Yisroi that heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. We read in last week's Parsha, nations heard and shuddered. Shomu Amim Yirgozun, Chil Ochaz Yoshvei Peleshes, terror gripped the inhabitants of Peleshes. The nobles of Edom then panicked, trembling seized the mighty of Moab. Everyone heard. So what made Yisroi different? Why was his response to come and join our people? He heard about Kriyas Yamsuf and the Battle of Amalek. Now, Amalek too heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. Surely he too was impressed by the great miracles. He too saw the triumph of good over evil. And nevertheless, soon after, he was there waging war against the people of God. From, ye- from that, Yisrael learned that conviction of the mind and feeling of the heart are not enough. They can be short-lived. 
out of sight is out of mind. When Yisrael saw the battle of Amalek coming so soon after Kriyas Yamsuf, he understood that in order to hold on to intellectual truths, one must act on them. He must make concrete lifestyle changes immediately. So that what he understands will become a permanent part of who and what he is. Otherwise, he might fall back and become another Amalek. This is why Yisroi, this is why Yisroi decided to take upon himself the law of Torah. Kriyas Yamsuf wasn't enough to hold back the battle of Amalek. When one is exposed to truth, he must immediately incorporate it into his daily life. Otherwise, it won't last. So the story of Yisroi is actually the most important introduction to Matan Torah. As we all know, the Torah has 613 mitzvahs, tough Reish Yud Gimel mitzvahs. Almost all of them deal with doing and not doing. Faith is rarely mentioned. The idea being, as Rishonim explained, that it's practical behavior that shapes man's character. Doing what's right is what makes a righteous person. The moment, at the moment of Matan Torah, we reached the highest level of spirituality. But that's far from enough. We seize that peak moment to make a commitment that regardless of what the future will bring, no matter what we will later understand or feel, we take upon ourselves the yoke of Torah. We recognize that after Kriyas Yamsuf, there can be the battle of Amalek. And therefore we commit to a lifestyle that will reflect on a daily basis our moral standards. We will constantly nurture our spirituality with daily acts of goodness and kindness so that our minds and hearts will always be in the right place. A good